Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Steve Breton. Thanks for being on the show, Steve. My pleasure, Whitney. Thanks for having me. Steve started investing in small multifamily in 2012. He's invested in over 1,000 syndicated units as a limited partner since 2012 and acquired 760 apartment units in 2018 as a general partner. That's impressive. And, uh, you know, Steve, give, give our listeners a little more about your background and how you got into this business call, we call syndication. Sure, yeah. So I, I spent uh, you know, the majority of my adult life in a corporate career, uh, climbing that corporate ladder. And uh, in 2008, uh, got wiped out um, in terms of uh, 401k and, and other holdings in the stock market and started to think that it's probably a better way for me to secure my financial future and started looking at real estate. Uh, Acquired a small portfolio here in Boston, your twos and threes, uh, your three family uh, properties. And in 2012, I finally uh, decided to go a bit bigger and turn professional and uh, start actually raising capital and uh, getting involved in syndication. So what what uh, pushed you to want to do something other than the the smaller, maybe multifamily or single family like you already had? How come you didn't just grow that business? You know, why, why syndication? Yeah. So I did grow the business for a while. I uh, realized it was literally a job. Um, in Boston, things don't cash flow quite as well as other parts of the country. So I was self-managing. Uh, and when I got you know, in the high teens in, in terms of the number of units I had, started realizing that you know, it was taking over my life. At the same time, I had been investing in uh, syndications as a limited partner, so a passive investor. And I saw the returns there were nearly as good as what I was getting uh, with this you know, sort of a part-time job of managing my own properties. And after a while, I started to dig in a bit more to understand the syndication business. Um, by then, I had been uh, in 17, I'd been in syndications for uh, six years, uh, about a dozen syndications. And I got to know some of the partners pretty well. And they explained to me the business and, and the, you know, the income. And I was hooked. I've seen that happen numerous times where people invest as an LP and then they, you know, then they decide they want to, you know, obviously be a GP, do their own business. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's interesting. Or people have invested with me just so they can learn, you know, and, and yeah. you know, have those conversations. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a great way to get started. Um, so, so what happened next as far as going into syndication? How did you break from that and, and start pursuing your own syndications? Uh, so the first thing, you know, I, I was getting an education by being involved in syndications. Uh, and, and picking the, the partner's brains and trying to understand the business. But I also didn't want to take too much of their time. You know, they have a, a life and, and a family and other things going on in their lives. So um, I went and got myself some education, uh, a couple of different uh, education providers, uh, eventually hired a coach. And uh, by you know, late 2017, launched my business. And then I um, started focusing on partnerships because I'm living in Boston where uh, real estate, again, doesn't cash flow great. So it's not really uh, prime for syndication. Uh, but at the same time, because of my corporate career, uh, my age, the folks around me, um, friends and family, uh, there was enough money here where I felt I could probably raise a fair amount for um, syndication. 
So rather than spending all the time in the markets trying to build the broker relationships and find the properties, I decided to find the best multifamily operators in the country. I joined a couple of mastermind groups as well. So I got to know these folks pretty well, you know, 20 plus people uh, fairly well, so that I understood uh, which of them had the highest integrity, uh, the, the proven track records, et cetera. And that's where I focused my energy. And eventually, you know, they had uh, deals where they needed help to raise the capital. They brought me on as a partner. Um, so I would help with uh, due diligence, uh, the underwriting, investor relations, as well as the raising capital piece. Nice. So you hired a coach, you started finding the best people, best operators and, and getting to know them. And it makes so much sense. You learned so much by just surrounding yourself with those individuals. Absolutely. So, you know, give us, you know, you talked about being focused on partnerships after you launched your business in, in late 2017. And, you know, could you give us, you know, other than, uh, you know, maybe joining masterminds and things like that, maybe people, you know, don't really know what that is, or the listener may have never heard that term before, you know, give them a couple things that uh, a couple steps they could take to to find mentors or find those people to surround themselves like you did. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the, the first step, the easiest is probably to join your local meetup. Uh, so you can go to meetup.com in any city, you'll find a real estate meetup. A lot of those are focused on you know, the fix and flip business um, or landlording, but there's, you know, there's still some really quality people there that, that are looking at multifamily as well. Um, so you can start networking there just to get a sense of, of the business, maybe get some introductions to people that focus on multifamily. That's, that's a, an easy way to start. Um, and it's right in your backyard. The other is to get yourself a bit of training and start you know, going to bigger pockets and some of the other uh, real estate uh, sites or on Facebook, there are a bunch of uh, multifamily groups as well. And you can network there and get to know some folks. And then finally, if you want to uh, really accelerate things, you can go and sign up for coaching. And the coaching programs, it's not just about the education piece. That's where you start to, to accelerate the networking and, and your circle of influence. And you'll meet people there that are just starting and other people that are, uh, you know, they've been in coaching for a year or two. They have some success and they're willing to network with you. And depending what you bring to the table, uh, you know, they may need whatever it is that you have, right? Everyone has strengths and weaknesses. So it's a matter of uh, bringing those two things together. I think that's a portion of the coaching that a lot of people, you know, you don't, you don't even know to think about that when you're just getting started or trying to get started. I mean, that's a big part of what you're buying into is that network and, and it's a big part of how you, you know, you develop and, and uh, grow your business a lot faster because of that network you're, of those people you're meeting and, and being able to provide value to them. That's uh, for sure. So, so what's your focus right now in the syndication business? Uh, so my focus, you know, number one, I wanted to do this in order to make sure that I was able to retire at some point in my career, right? So when I got wiped out in 28, um, sorry, 2008, I started to think again, like, what is my security really? Uh, what if there's a massive you know, stock meltdown 20 years from now? Um, so I, I started thinking, what do I do there? And, and real estate was the answer. So now I'm focused on how do I help my friends and family get to the same point, right? So I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I can see, uh, you know, maybe a couple years out, uh, I could actually retire and then just you know, work on my real estate business, which wouldn't really feel like work because it's investing and it's fun and, and I really enjoy that. Um, so how do I help other people, you know, if not move directly into real estate, at least secure their financial freedom, uh, whether it's now or in 10, 15 years from now, I want my family and friends and others to realize that 
you know, retirement is totally possible, whether you believe Social Security will be there or not. If you invest wisely, if you save and invest, you're, you can get there. Uh, and I want to be a piece of that for them, you know, to help, whether it's education, help introduce them to these uh, multifamily operators that I work with so that, again, they can secure their financial future. That's sort of my, my give. Awesome. So, so, you know, on the, on the raising capital side, it sounds like you're, you know, you are, you're raising capital and helping these other operators also and partnering with them. Um, you know, I guess get us started as far as, you know, how, how do we start to raise capital like you have and what, what does that look like? Uh, so the, the very first thing I did was to create a sample deal. Uh, so what did that look like? It, it was, I was making offers on properties, uh, trying to, to you know, buy a property that I could then have a few of my friends come in with me and, and you know, provide some of the capital. Uh, as I was doing that, I started to realize the, the bigger the property, the, the more profitable for everyone, not, you know, not just me as a sponsor, but also my, my friends. Uh, but more importantly, the better the property management that you're going to have, because I'm not going to be managing these properties out of state. So we wanted to bring in institutional quality property management. And the way to do that was to go 100 units or, or more, which meant that I had to raise a lot more capital. So I put together a nice package, which would be the, you know, ultimately the package that I would go out to investors with. And I started to share that with friends and family and, and say, you know, not sure if you've ever thought about real estate, but if I had a deal that looks something like this, that returned, you know, high teens in terms of returns, and those were uh, tax-free or mostly tax-free, would that interest you? And uh, as you can imagine, a fair number of them said, yes, it would. Uh, so that was my, my beginning as far as just getting people ready. And then eventually, um, I found a, a great partner for my first deal. Uh, we had um, you know, essentially a home run. Uh, we haven't exited that one yet, but it looks really good. And uh, I did have a, you know, several friends and family who, who jumped in on that one. And that kind of uh, helped me take off on, in the career of, uh, on the syndication side. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, moving from the, from the LP, LP to the GP side, you know, what were some things maybe someone should consider that, that you learned through that process that, that you wouldn't know uh, that maybe you could help them understand ahead of time? Yeah, but, I mean, there's so much. I mean, what I learned primarily was uh, to get out there and, and take action. Right? So I wasn't sure how I was going to do this business and you know, how I would meet the right syndicators. And I started calling them and, and, and connecting with them. So uh, the, your ability to, to get out of your comfort zone and take action, um, you know, that was a huge learning for me. I, I, I did it a bit in the corporate side, but you know, completely shifting your focus to something new, it, it can be a bit daunting. Um, so that was one thing I learned. The other was, uh, it was more around, you know, as I started to consider actually doing syndication and getting trained, I realized, you know, even though I was a, a landlord or a, an apartment owner um, and I had several properties, I didn't know anything about commercial investing, working with, um, you know, sponsors, working with all the different uh, vendors that you need to work with, the property management companies, and more importantly, around the syndication rules or the, the securities rules, um, who you can talk to, how you can talk to them, all that sort of thing. Very important to get trained in that. So you, you had talked about, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and taking action. And I, I can definitely relate to that. And, you know, when you, when you finally make that decision, okay, I'm going to do this and, and you really just have to forget about what everybody else thinks, right. You know, and just, sure. just say, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, tell us, walk us through that a little bit. You know, what, how does someone, uh, you know, just really commit to that and what helped you to do that? 
Uh, a few things. So I've read a book called Turning Pro uh, from Stephen Pressfield. Um, there's also uh, Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. Um, those two for me were the most influential in terms of that uh, mindset of you know, focus on what's most important. If you actually want to do this thing, you're going to have to take action. Um, turning pro is really you know, just that. Stop dabbling, act like a professional. So if you were a professional in this business, what would you be doing? Um, my first raise, I raised about a million dollars. And I started to think, okay, that it wasn't super easy, uh, but a million dollars isn't, you know, going to, to make or break my, my lifestyle. Like, you know, I can't leave the corporate job on, on something like that. So how do I raise $10 million? How do I 10X that? Um, so thinking uh, that your goals or, or actually setting goals that are way higher than you think you can actually achieve, uh, I think is one way to do that. So by doing so, I started to think if I was a professional, if I wanted to raise $10 million a year, you know, if I want to take down you know, multiple large properties in, in this country, how do I do those things? And then started to break it down from there. I like that 10x your goals. If, if, if you 10x it, then you only met it five times. Well, you're still successful, right? That's right. Yeah. It forces you to think about systems and, and other things that you wouldn't normally think about until you've grown enough to need them. Right. But if you're thinking, I'm going to raise $10 million, what does that look like? It's a lot more work. Uh, there's a lot more activity that happens when you're at that level. Um, and this is the same thing, whether you're, you know, you're managing apartments yourself or, or raising the money, it doesn't matter which part of the business you're involved in, uh, or really any business you're involved in. Um, if you're thinking that large, then it forces you to think about how am I going to do that efficiently, which only helps you to get there faster. I think raising raising one million on your first deal is very impressive. But you know, walk us through some pointers that that you can help us with. You know, how we can get, uh, you know, from raising, uh, you know, one million to ten million. Uh, I mean, a lot of it is just to, you know, I heard a quote, I'm trying to recall who it was from, uh, but it was something to the effect of you need to get out of obscurity. So you're not going to raise capital if nobody knows about you or if nobody knows about your product, right? What is it? So I focus on multifamily. Other people are raising capital for um, self-storage units or mobile home parks. Um, and all of those are great assets. I just happen to, to love multifamily. Um, but uh, you, you really need to, to focus on what is it that you're going to do? Uh, how do you get in front of people, right? So other than friends and family, right? How are you going to 10X that? You need to get in front of everyone. So doing podcasts, uh, getting involved on uh, bigger pockets forums, um, in other forms. Again, I mentioned Facebook. There's a lot of groups there. So helping people uh, get into the business themselves, answering questions. So I, I knew small multifamily, three families, two families. I answer tons of questions about that. I've done a little bit of hard money lending. I answer questions about that. You know, wherever I can be helpful. Uh, and then that starts a dialogue. I do the same thing in my local meetups. So I'm always trying to, to add value in those meetups. And eventually, we, you know, that turns into a conversation. Uh, I've spoken at some meetups as well around syndication. Uh, but again, it took me a couple of years to get into the position where I'm now the local authority on syndication. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I like how you, you talked about positioning yourself where you're the, you're the local authority. So people are now looking to you or they know of you as an expert. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, again, it's not just about them investing with me. So when I speak at those meetups, I'm talking about how do you vet an opportunity? You know, how do you look at these sponsors to make sure that, that you know, they do have a track record of um, success? 
how do you look at their deals to make sure that you know, the fee structure is aligned with the investors, not just with the general partners? Uh, how do you look at that deal to make sure it's in the right market and, and the underwriting was done in a, in a conservative way? Uh, all those things are important. So whether they end up investing with me and, and use all that information that I gave them to validate my deals, or they can go and, and look at other deals. And, and I tell them all the time, you want to come to me with somebody else's deal, I'll help you do that, that evaluation. Uh, you know, whether I'm raising capital or not doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, I'll just go through right through the same sort of points that I talked about in the, in the meetup and say, okay, let's look at the cap rate. Let's look at the market. Is it a growing market? Are there jobs, et cetera? So Steve, could you walk us through a little bit then of, of just that, that relationship with that investor? So let's say somebody comes up to the meeting and then they, they say, yeah, you know, I'd love to invest with you in a deal. How do you nurture that relationship and what do you do to just keep developing that? Right. So you know, back to the SEC rules, um, Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, so you have to have a relationship with the investors to begin with, right? So when they come up to me, if I didn't, you know, if I hadn't uh, had a relationship with this person before, so uh, at that point, it's more about you know, how can I help you? What are your goals in real estate? Uh, and for some people, syndication is the answer. For many people, it's not. So again, having a diverse background in real estate, I can sort of guide them and uh, give them some pointers on what it is they do want to do, uh, pros and cons, et cetera. And uh, eventually, again, that, that relationship will, will continue uh, to, to be fostered over time if it's a good fit. So if they start to think, uh, and, and some people come back a year later, you know, I tried this, I tried that, I think I just want to be passive, uh, which is fantastic, right? So then we'll go out to lunch and we'll have more discussion around what is it like to be a passive investor? Uh, let's walk through a deal in, in great detail, right? How will I communicate with you about the, the property and, and how things are going in terms of renovations or occupancy levels, et cetera? Uh, what are the returns look like? Uh, over time, they get very comfortable with that. And then... Uh, you know, at some point, you know, I put them on my list. So when I do have a deal to to share, I, I put that out to my list, and people simply respond if they're interested. Nice. So so long term, are, are you are you uh, do you do any kind of email marketing? Do you do any kind of like active campaign or anything like that to just keep reaching out to these people? I don't do a lot of that. Um, it does concern me again with the securities rules. Right. We're not supposed to do any sort of advertising uh, in this business unless you're, you're doing a very specific uh, syndication, uh, which would only allow accredited investors. Um, I like to keep things open uh, so that anyone who's interested, uh, who's at least uh, what they call sophisticated, um, can invest in our deals. And so, uh, again, mostly I'm, I'm sharing things on Facebook, but it's not deal specific. I'm just sharing, okay, here's a property that I'm looking at, or here's something we just closed on, uh, or trying to give advice. Nice. Yeah. So uh, in terms of my list, I'll send a, um, a newsletter as well. So that, but that's only quarterly. I don't want to, you know, I, uh, I think there's a term, uh, list fatigue. So yeah. I don't want to send too much to, to the folks who are on my list. I really want to add value. So it's a quarterly newsletter give a couple of, of pointers around real estate and then what I'm up to. And, and that's about it. Awesome. So, so you mentioned earlier, you know, even having the units that you already had and, and the, the portfolio of smaller multifamily or single family, um, but you didn't know how to work with a sponsor. You didn't know what that looked like. And so, you know, could you give us a few pointers, uh, you know, of things that we need to know about that, you know, of just how to develop that relationship or going into that relationship? So, uh, from from the perspective of of me being or wanting to be the the person raising the capital, that's right. You're just going from you know you already have these units, but you're trying to get into the syndication business. And okay, wow. well now I'm going to partner with that that sponsor. You know, what are some things we need to think about? Sure. Um, 
so the first is really thinking about what is it that you can offer, right? So, you know, if, so again, for me, being in the corporate world for a long time, I developed a lot of friendships. All of my colleagues have been in the corporate world for a while. So they had capital to invest. They also knew me, um, again, my closer friends knew me as somebody who knows real estate. So the strength for me was I'm a real estate guy. I have friends and family with, with enough capital to, to bring to a deal. Uh, and I know the real estate enough uh, that I can start to vet those sponsors. Um, so it was kind of understanding what my strength is and what do I bring to a partnership. Um, other, in other cases, it, it's somebody who's working and, and living in a market where the deals are plentiful, but they don't have the capital. So they then find people more like me. So I knew that that existed, uh, the two sides of the business. And what I wanted to do was find the folks who needed the capital. Uh, find those sponsors. So um, I guess my my tipping point there was when I decided to start calling people that I heard on podcasts. So um, you know, there are several podcasts that are focused on multifamily. The folks that I would call would be people that were one or two deals in. You know, they just started doing syn uh, syndications themselves. I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're going to start getting bigger now, right? Maybe instead of a 50 unit, they're going to do 100 or 150 units. And perhaps they're they're going to have trouble raising two million dollars versus the one million they raised on the last deal. So that's sort of the sweet spot, I think, of of connecting with those folks and trying to understand you know what can I bring to the table. So that's what I did my first deal. That led to me uh, again uh, joining a mastermind group and then getting involved with people with uh, with a lot more experience. So now I'm working with people that have you know thousands of units. They're raising five or ten million dollars per deal, and they you know have me come in and, and raise a chunk of that equity for them. So Steve, what's been really the hardest part of the syndication business for you? Um, the, the hardest part for me is, is letting go a little bit because I did manage my own properties. And you know, when I'm working with a sponsor who's going to actually be operating the property, managing the property management company, uh, they're the ones who are actively sort of walking those properties on a monthly basis. Um, I'm not hands-on. In, in this business any longer, right? As a syndicator, I'm bringing the capital. I'm talking to them you know, weekly or monthly, trying to get a, a sense of what's going on with the property to, to ensure that you know, it's going according to plan. And then I'll write up the, uh, the monthly update uh, for that property. But not actually being hands-on for, for somebody who's used to that. Um, in my uh, IT career, I was a project manager. Um, so what I did was manage the business plan uh, for you know, multi-million dollar projects. I'm used to having that control and having you know the, the understanding of every little thing that's going on. Um, in this case, I have to step back a little bit, act more like an executive, and, and just sort of get the, the high-level overview and trust that, again, I'm bringing the best people in, so I should just trust them to do what they do best, just the same as they trust me to do what I do best. What's been the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Uh, I think, I, well, I'll give uh, credit to coaching. Mm. Um, so again, it wasn't just about real estate. It was about getting my mindset right, uh, having the positive attitude, uh, you know, having an abundance mindset, and believing that I could achieve great things. And what's, what's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could all apply to ours? So I said earlier that I, um, you know, that, that thinking TEDx is you know, forcing me to think about systems. So I've got some of those things in place. Um, but nowhere near where they need to be. But just thinking in terms of, I need a CRM. I, I can't just track everybody in a spreadsheet. Um, so a CRM system that, that's going to help me do a much better job of keeping 
track of um, who my investors are, what are their goals specifically. I might have a deal that fits one person and, and not another. Um, so some, some deals cash flow better. Some deals don't have a lot of cash flow, but they're much more um, profitable in, in the long run and as far as equity, as long as you know, the, your major renovation plan goes well, uh, or it might be a development deal. So um, in terms of CRM, getting something that's going to let you track all of that so you can target the right audience with the right deals. So what, tell us what you've learned about different CRMs or, you know, or maybe the one that you're going to focus on and why. Uh, so I, I've gotten a lot of folks that, that told me that Zoho CRM, which is a free CRM, is actually very powerful for, um, for what it is, you know, being free. Um, so I literally just started setting that up. Uh, I also, I was using MailChimp for a while. So uh, that connects to my website. So when people come in and sign up for my newsletter or um, you know, say that they want future opportunities or want to be involved, that'll automatically capture their um, contact information within the MailChimp platform. And that's what I send my mails from. Um, so that's worked as a CRM for you know, this past year or so, um, or a year and a half, uh, pretty well. Uh, but in the end, it's, it's not powerful enough. So once you, once you grow, you have to think about where you're going to go next. Steve, you've been a, a great guest, and I appreciate the, the content and value you've provided to the listeners. And would you tell them how they can reach you and learn more about your company? Yeah, so the probably the easiest way is to jump on my website, which is uh, velocitycap.com. And that's short for Velocity Capital. Nice. So uh, I appreciate you again, Steve. And I, I thank the listeners for being with us today. I hope you'll, uh, you'll connect with Steve and you'll go to our Facebook group where we can all learn from experts and grow our business together uh, for, uh, from experts like Steve. And I hope you'll go to LifeBridge Capital where you can uh, schedule a call with me and I'll help you any way I can and, and look forward to connecting. And we will talk to the listeners tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.